What's up, everybody? I'm Craig, and this is Trucking.fm Podcast, powered by freight brokers and truck drivers Facebook group. Now, before we get started, I want to start by saying some of my podcasts actually started out as a Facebook Live video. So at times, you may hear me say things like, drop your comments below if you're watching, or every once in a while, notice the audio slightly cuts off due to the video to audio conversion. Nonetheless, the information is still just as valuable. I only wanted to give you a quick heads up to avoid any possible confusions with my listeners. Now, enough with all that, let's get started. What's up everybody, it is Craig from the Facebook networking group, Freight Brokers and Truck Drivers. Today is Tuesday, basically the end of Tuesday really. However, it is still Tuesday and nonetheless, Taco Tuesday. So far, I have not celebrated Taco Tuesday for lunch, but I've been in meetings all day and haven't had the pleasure of eating lunches quite yet, but I will be doing that soon. But that's why you see you know, my back door, sliding door behind me because I am at home. I decided not to go to the office where I would normally fill this, decided to come back home, open up an orange blossom and start talking to uh, the Facebook group. And now, before we get started, orange blossom. If you guys have not tried Orange Blossom, you guys definitely need to try it. Get on that bandwagon. I believe Orange Blossom could be a local Phoenix, Arizona brewery, what have you. However, if you ever get the chance, ever drive in the area, definitely pick up a pack of them because they're amazing. Almost as comparable to my all-time favorite beer, which would be Yingling, which is only sold in the you know Midwest, Southeast areas, or what have you. But... As I said, long day today. Just want to talk about uh, building better relationships in the changing industry. The whole reason why I came up with this idea, because on my way home, I, you know, actually when I'm in the car, I typically listen to podcasts or YouTube's, whatever. And on the way home today, um, just earlier, I was listening to a Freightways YouTube video, whatever, about uh, digital freight broker, digital freight brokerages. And now, of course, Freightways went in more detail of what they're talking about, digital freight brokerages. It just kind of reminded me about the importance of relationship building and how to build better relationships in a changing, you know, industry. And so basically, that's why I wanted to jump on here and start talking about that because, you know, I was just actually today, before I get started, really, I was actually at a truck stop today as well. I got this, uh, got this really cool truck. <laughs> A truck stop as well, but you know we were talking about basically the same thing, essentially what I'm talking about now. But you know, back when I started in the industry about ten years ago or so, you know this year um, it will be ten years. But anyways, brokering was pretty cut and dry. At that time, it was enough to have truckstop.com and DAT, and that meant you could source capacity for your customers' freight relatively easy. I mean, for years after I started. That was the norm, just to you go, you know, solicit freight from shippers, customers, whatever, uh, post them on DAT, you know, truck stop, or go through your Rolodex of customer contacts in the industry and book the freight. Now, present day, when I'm training agents, I tell them that is no longer enough. Now and present day to be a broker, to survive, to make it to the next year 
um, like everybody wants to do, you know, essentially, you have to think more. You have to do more um, to be successful. And in this case in particular, we're talking about if you want to be an agent for a freight brokerage, you need to come not only with your book of customers, but you need to also come with your book of carriers. Now, it may seem crazy because people say, especially entering the industry, Craig, I was taught you can just post on that, post on TruckStop, and you find carriers. Well, yeah, you will find carriers. You should find carriers, but in a changing industry of what's happening right now, what started a couple years ago, what's still continuing on now, what is just getting deeper into a change, if you will, is back then a broker's only competition or competitor was another broker. My competitor was a dude sitting next to me at the brokerage we interned at 10 years ago, okay? Or it could, of course, a brokerage, you know, competitor could be C.H. Uh, C. Robinson, got mixed up there, TQL, Redwood, whatever, Coyote even. Those are brokerages. That was their competitor is basically someone just like them in the industry. Now, present day, it is no secret a broker's competitor is now these digital brokerages. Now, why? Well, there's a couple opinions on why I think why, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I want to start with FreightWaves estimates that these digital brokerages are operating within a 4% profit margin. Now, that's just an estimate because, you know, those digital brokers, they don't release uh, reports or earnings report of what they're actually making. But FreightWaves, they're estimating about 4% where the physical brokerage or the physical broker typically operates around a 16% profit margin. Now, my experience when I was brokering day-to-day -day back in the day, I mean, not back in the day, I'm not that damn old, but, you know, just a few months ago, I was operating around a 15% profit margin. So I take that statement pretty accurately from freight waves. And now, what does it mean? Okay, a digital freight brokering is operating on average estimated around a 4% profit margin and a physical freight broker brokerage, if you will, they're operating on average around a 16%. What does this mean? Well, in a nutshell, this means there's room for shippers to save money, but also there's room for carriers to make more money. And now, what does this have to do with a broker? Well, this means a broker has to start looking at their operation and thinking about those members because there's a huge gap between the average digital freight brokerage profit margin and a physical freight brokerage profit margin. We're talking about the difference between 4 and 16%. So, since the industry is constantly changing, to survive to make it another year, you must shift your operations to move with the changing industry. And now, before I go any farther, I do want to make it clear. The digital brokerages I speak of, we're talking about like the Ubers or what have you, and the physical brokerages I'm talking about are like me, C.H. Robinson, TQL, what have you. You know, those digital brokerages that are operating on such low margins, they're most likely not making money, and that's their business strategy. Nothing wrong with it. You know, their strategy is not make money in the beginning to capture a larger market share in the end. And once they capture that, you know, they can raise their rates, maybe double around 8% or raise it and increase it to around a 10% and remain idle around that profit margin. And now to be completely honest, I see a digital broker 
upping the rates to about a 10% profit margin and that's still being completely fair. And now on the flip side, I also understand physical freight brokerages or just regular brokers and brokerages, they cannot survive on 4% margins. I mean, they'll be bankrupt if they try to operate on 4% margin because granted they have less overhead, you know, bills and a trucking company. Um, there's still a lot of expenses that you have to pay for out of that measly little 4%. And now even at that 4%, I know of a lot of brokerages even, 10 plus employees on the dispatch side who will struggle even at a 10% project on 10% profit margin. So my point is not to lower margins to capture a larger market share. My point is to remain competitive. You must start thinking outside the box beyond the price and start building better relationship with your current partners. And now these partners for a broker is obviously your shippers and your carriers. A lot of people forget about that on a broker. You're targeting two sets of people here, people. Two sets of people here. <laughs> it's your, uh, your customers or shippers and your carriers. Now, back to the very beginning of when I said, why are digital brokerages a threat to a physical broker or just a regular broker? Well, in my opinion, it's because digital brokerages provides complete transparency to drivers by default. How about that? If a driver arrives to a shipper and the load is canceled, well, guess what? A truck order not used is automatically applied to the carrier's invoice. This is the same exact thing with detention, layovers, you know, other accessorial charges, what have you. The driver no longer has to beg or just write off the debt simply because the broker suddenly quit answering the phone or the broker argues that fee is not valid, even though by contract it is clearly applicable. Beyond the price, drivers are now not having to download multiple load tracking apps. Uh, one in particular, which I never even thought about uh, until a driver mentioned to me just a couple days ago, earlier last week, when he's like, Craig, I take a load from Atlanta to Chicago. I'm downloading your macro point because that's what I used to use. And then I'm going to, in Chicago, downloading another broker's tracking app, maybe four kites. Um, I do see a cat down there. Like I said, I am at home. Bear with it. <laughs> Anyways, they would say that I'm downloading four kites on my phone as soon as I get to Chicago to satisfy that broker requirements. This is annoying. Well, that's why I'm just saying these digital freight brokerages are on the rise because they completely eliminate that annoyance, that app overload from the driver, you book the load in the same app, you track in the same app, you complete the shipment in the same app, you know, with your POD, what have you. And they're no longer having to scan multiple load boards, you know, worry about what tracking goes to what broker, all that jazz. They simply use one app and get it all figured out. There's competition. That's the competition because typically the brokers now, the regular brokers, they just simply can't, you know, compete with it, especially when these drivers are understanding using these different freight broker models and different technology and industry where a lot of uh, the tenders are being automatically offered to the drivers, which clearly saves time, which equals saving money because they're all using this technology. If one side is using the technology, the other side suffers. If both sides use technology, well, guess what? 
both sides, you know, are off to the races pretty successfully because everybody's mingling together. And now, in the group, especially the group, every day I go through that group and I read from posts from brokers, um, as well as freight agents, struggling to find drivers for freight. They post in the groups once they exhausted their options uh, on the load boards in hopes that by posting the group, they will source a driver off of Facebook. And now, if you've done it before, you know it doesn't always work that way. And a lot of times when I see these posts, I actually reach out to these freight brokers, freight agents, to try to get the, a bigger picture of what they're facing, um, what they're struggling with. And typically from that, depending on what they say, I typically suggest trucker tools because not only do they have the 16 free tools for drivers to make their life easier, they have that load board which is free for drivers. And now, in the past, you may have seen me post um, when I'm working on Project Freight where I only use owner ops and small fleets. I'm not lying about that. It would be much easier to use the bigger names, you know, the name brand companies. However, I tend to stick to the small fleet, you know, six or less, whatever, and owner ops because they, once I get to know them, they align more with my goals with the business and what I'm looking to do. And they also seem to want to help the customer uh, more than a lot of these bigger guys because, I mean, it's simple with bigger people. Things fall through the cracks. It happens as part of growth. Not always bad. I'm just saying that's why I tend to stick to the uh, the smaller companies. And so, if you're looking to kind of source the small fleet owners, uh, source the owner ops, you need to download or start using Trucker Tools. Trucker Tools has over 600,000 registered active truckers on the app searching for freight every day, and they could be searching for yours, which you would not know if you did not post on there. And now, to repeat myself over and over again, like a broken record, the industry is changing and brokers must change with it to survive. You know, from the group, you do see drivers who are consistently asking brokers to be transparent and just fair with the rates and honestly operate with integrity. Your brokerage doesn't need to be like Uber. It doesn't need to have the same technology like Uber, just needs to have comparable resources like those bigger guys that actually helps drivers in the industry. Couple big ones. Remain fair on your rate. You will fail quick and fail fast if you're not fair with your rate. Of course, you can sell load through a simple transaction where you make pretty good money, the carry not so well, and move on. The next day, you find another truck for that same exact lane. Or you could start eliminating those one load, worry, the one load wonders Start offering a fair rate right out the gate. Start signing in, signing up uh, these carriers that want to partner with your brokerage on a more consistent level to make your life easier. But not only making your life easier, it also makes their life easier. You know, we ask a lot for the carriers. You know, updates every two hours, what have you. Sometimes a lot sooner than that. We ask a lot for them. You know, hurry up and wait. Typically, is the biggest one. It's time that brokers start providing more to these carriers if they're not already providing it for them. And now, smart capacity by trucker tools, that's a lot of the powerful technology on the, on the back end. They have the technology to do just this within your operations. I mean, the technology offered by trucker tools as well as their smart capacity is made to enhance your brokerage operation while supplying the tools available to build better relationships with your carrier partners. And now, 
In a nutshell, during all this, the rise of digital brokers or the rise of digital brokerages are changing the way we look at the industry. And the main reason is this, because they are transparent. I could almost say fair, but it's hard to say that an app is fair. So I'm going to say transparent. It is completely transparent. The drivers are not stressing out if a broker is going to screw them over. You know, if anything comes up or at the time of billing. That's why these digital freight brokerages have the upper hand. And trust me, they know their strong points within the industry and they are going with it. That's why it's annoying you can't call Uber, you know, when you have an issue as a driver. But what's good about it is <laughs> you never had to worry about billing. That's the number one thing. And of course, this video is not about Uber. I'm just picking out a name out of the sky and using them for my example. Same thing with my rates and different lanes I use on example. So if you're a brokerage now, still operating in the dark ages, you need to start figuring out what to do to think outside of the box or you will be put inside of the box and shipped out yourself when you go bankrupt next year once everybody else jumps on this bandwagon. And now, again, as I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, your operation does not need to be like Uber to be successful. The great news is there is technology out there waiting to be introduced into your operations to build better relationships, increase your tracking compliance, start automatically load matching with um, your available freight with the available capacity within your network, everything, all that jazz, all the bells and whistles, you just have to be open to try it. And now you don't have to listen, you don't have to be open to try it, but most likely there's a great chance within five years your operation will no longer you know, be here because of that. And now that is a bold statement to use that brokerages could go under if they're not introducing technology, but that is a truth. If you just heard a couple weeks ago, actually less than a week ago, what am I thinking? A full load was moved, picked up and delivered by a digital broker in an autonomous vehicle. How about that? You see what I'm saying? An autonomous, basically you could say an automatic or robot dispatcher was able to sell a load to an autonomous vehicle. Of course, we hear about these little things every once in a while, but that's just showing, you know, how popular this technology is in the industry. And now, more so in my opinion, you know, I'm 29, whatever, um, I think what took all of this so long, what took these companies so long to introduce these powerful technologies within the, within the industry? Well, to me, it's simple. I believe the transportation industry is still a largely untapped industry that's only became popular, popular in the last few years. So more companies, more venture-backed companies are jumping on the bandwagon, searching for freight companies and transportation logistic providers to jump into to start disrupting it. Hence, Uber, also Amazon Freight. But just as they say, don't be worried about them. Continue doing your business, continue solidifying your foundation to get stronger, and just keep with the changes, keep reacting to the changes, keep thinking outside the box. Introduce technology that the bigger guys are using within your operation because it's available, and you will win. <laughs> as always, 
use me as a resource. Use Trucker Tools as a resource. Whatever you do, use resources to launch your business to the absolute next level. If you will be attending GAPS this, uh, this year, actually in two weeks in Dallas, let me know. Send me a message and let's meet up at the GAPS. I would love to meet up with other group members uh, between both groups at GAPS, you know, between the time. But until next time, say no to cheap freight, remain professional, and let's make more money.